Welcome to Let's Just Face It. I am your host, Raquel Colina. It's time to address the issues that impact your lives and keep you from being who you were meant to be. Ladies, are you still hiding behind yourself or issues you just don't want to face? It's time to face them. I am here to help you face those issues holding you back. It's time to face those small fears and make big changes. Are you ready to get started? Well, hello there. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Let's Just Face It. I'm so glad that you're here every day. I try to keep looking for information to keep you updated and learning to help you recognize if you are in a toxic relationship so you can make the necessary changes to live a better life tomorrow. Remember, facing small fears can lead to big changes. Today is episode number 38, and this one is very special to me because the reason why I decided to talk about this today is because I needed this information for myself, and I dug the hole, and I looked for the information that I needed. I know that there's more information out there, but I'm bringing you some information to get you started, but remember, I will keep looking for more information as I possibly can. Today, we're going to be talking about how emotional abuse affects our brain because we know the different ways that it affects our lives, but it also affects our brains. Experts define narcissist people as driven by guilt or shame. They have a fake self-image that they admire and they will stop at anything to guard this image, often ending in emotional and sometimes physical abuse of their loved ones. Emotional abuse is even more traumatic than physical wounds because bruises and broken bones eventually heal, but emotional trauma doesn't heal like a bruise. It stays with you and eventually shapes the person that you are. Scars that the emotional abuse leaves behind are not visible, but in return they affect the brain development and the way that you process emotions and stress. Even in a relationship where there is physical abuse, There is also emotional verbal abuse. There's trauma created not just from the physical pain or the physical act of abuse, but because once these bruises heal, the pain and the trauma is so much deeper than this. The first thing that I want to do today, in case this is your first time, it is important to recognize signs of emotional abuse. Some signs are more obvious than others, like yelling, name-calling, insults, belittling, or ridiculing you. These have like a bigger red flag, a bigger neon sign that tells you that this is abuse. They're more common. Others are not so obvious, like gaslighting. There's a previous episode talking about gaslighting. If you want to go listen to that, it's episode number 17, invading your privacy, punishing you with silent treatment trying to control you or your life, isolating you from family and friends, or jokes that are meant to be as insults. These are not as obvious and they can be done without you even recognizing that it's happening. These tend to be a little less obvious and some things for you to look into. First of all, I want to make something very clear. This is not your fault. No matter the type of abuse that you fell into, it was never your fault. This is what they make you believe, but this is another lie. Another thing, it is okay to feel however it is that you feel about it, and it is also okay for you to want to talk about it. This not only helps you in healing, but it also helps you spread awareness 
And it is important that you talk about what happens to you. Another point that I want to make is that you are not talking bad about them. Don't feel like you can't talk because you can't talk bad about them. It's not defamation either. It is your story and you have the right to tell it. Don't let anyone intimidate you as long as you're telling the truth. Tell your story. It has been scientifically proven that repeated and long-term abuse can cause damage, not only to the memory, but also to the way that we think and learn. Our abilities to learn and think are also affected by this. And this is one of the reasons why self-care it is so important because it helps you relieve the stress and it can ultimately help you cope. It is also very helpful because it helps you change your mind. When you have to force yourself to do things that you don't want to do because you don't feel good in that moment and you have to force yourself to, for some self-care, this helps you change your mind and train you to do different things. Now, what kind of damage can an abusive relationship cause? Narcissistic abuse acts like a traumatic stress and this can lead to PTSD. PTSD is the way the memory retains the vividness in a persistent way of something that happened. Just like soldiers in war, victims of emotional abuse often end up having brains that are hypervigilant and they're always scanning for patterns of similar emotions left from that moment of abuse. And this is a way for the brain to guarantee its survival. The problem is that it tends to overact in situations that are not dangerous. PTSD can develop after a scary or shocking event, and it can also interfere with your daily functions. Some of the symptoms of PTSD are insomnia, getting easily startled, having constant negative thoughts, nightmares, reliving the trauma with either nightmares or flashbacks. Some studies suggest that this long-term stress can also affect three different parts of the brain. Cortisol is a stress hormone that is released during this abuse, and it can damage the brain's hippocampus. It can trigger various mental disorders like depression and anxiety. This hormone is released during emotional abuse and other trauma-related situations. This is where the short-term memories are stored before they become long-term memories. This is the part of the brain that decides how and when you're going to learn new things. And with continuous and constant abuse, these brain cells might shrink and it may be difficult to learn new things. The other damage that it could do in the brain is in the prefrontal cortex. This is the part located right behind the eyes and this controls the memory and your decision making and planning. This area can also shrink when exposed to traumatic stress. During or after a narcissistic relationship, a victim can find it difficult to make decisions and the attention span seems to become shorter. Depression and lack of self-care tends to accompany these symptoms. Depression and lack of self-care tends to accompany these symptoms. Another part of the brain that is affected is the amygdala. This is the center of the brain. This gets activated when you feel anxious or scared. This is where all the abuse memories are stored, and this gets activated when someone talks about it. On the contrary to the other two parts of the brain, the amygdala increases in size, and this manifests as anxiety or mood disorder. So the hippocampus and the prefrontal cortex, these 
tend to shrink and the amygdala is the one that increases. Abuse comes in different forms, but the way the abuse stays with you will vary from person to person. You might be the type of person to remember every single detail, or you might be the type to completely disassociate from it. In my case, I believe that I have a little bit of both. There are some moments that I remember every single detail of what happened, but other times I have no recollection of an incident, and it can be triggered by a conversation, an action, a smell, or even a video. Our bodies have different ways of storing information, and for me, because I was with this person for such a long time, there's memories that I can definitely talk about and they come quickly to me. Some memories, I have no recollection of them till something hits me and I'm like, whoa, that happened. And I hadn't remember it for years until this specific thing happens and triggers it back to me. There was a study done in in Atlanta many years ago that mentioned how sexually abused survivors recall that they they tend to zone out during the abuse and others blocking the abuse. This study mentions that there are certain mechanisms that we use for dealing with things when we can no longer handle them emotionally. The emotional side of this abuse is what affects the brain and in the same manner it affects us during an abusive relationship. It is affecting the way that we process the emotions in our prefrontal cortex. The ability to express feelings in a healthy way can lead to emotional outbursts and diminished responses, affecting our efforts of self-preservation and the ability to respond in healthy ways. In cases of abuse, the brain is trying to protect itself and it's rerouting the stress and pain that it gets from a variety of sources to avoid overloading like a computer. This can impair the ability to respond in a healthy way once a situation has been resolved. Studies show that anxiety, chronic pain, insomnia, and social withdrawal can linger on after a relationship is over. This was a lot of information, and I know that probably many of us didn't realize that while we were in our abusive, toxic relationships, we were not only affecting what was going on at the moment, but the trauma that all of this is causing is actually affecting our brains, and it's affecting our brains in the way that we move forward in life. Therefore, the message that I really want to get to today is that if you are identifying that you are in a toxic or abusive relationship, look for all the information that you can, figure out which is the best way out of it, and try to get out of your toxic, abusive relationship. The longer you stay in a relationship, the longer it's going to affect you and it's going to affect your brain and the way that you're going to process things from here on out. Staying for your kids, it's not the best option. Mom has to be okay for the kids to be okay. It is no longer a valid excuse to decide to stay in a home when there is abuse because you think it's going to be healthier for the child. Whatever is healthiest for the child is whatever is healthiest for mom. Moms, you have to do this for them as well. You're not thinking about you when you're thinking about leaving. You're thinking about moving your kids away from the damage, the emotional strain that they're being put under. And whether they are abused or not, they always tend to get some splash from the abuse. And you're helping them get out of this situation. Not only that, but you're showing your children that what is happening at home is not the norm. And that is something that we as moms have to teach our kids. 
I made the mistake of staying thinking that it was the best option. But in the meantime, I taught my daughter that this was normal and that this was okay. And sadly, my daughter didn't learn the lesson that I wish she would have learned. With all the love in the world, I can tell you that you need to get out of the toxic, abusive relationship for you, for your children, for your emotional and your mental well-being. You can go to RaquelColina.com forward slash connect and you can find all the ways that you can connect there with me. If there's anything specific that you want me to talk about, I am more than welcome to listen. I also have free information for you to download. And since we were talking about self-care today, I will attach in the show notes three tips that can help you start self-love so you can start loving yourself better and sometimes It's something that is supposed to come natural, but it really doesn't. You can start today. Today is a new day. Start helping yourself. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I really hope that you would share so I can keep spreading the word and helping women come back from toxic relationships or women that don't realize that they're in one realize so they can start their journey. My coaching sessions are open. All you have to do is go to the website and schedule it. I hope that you learned enough to help you move forward. And I'm going to link that free guide below so you can have access to it. It has been a pleasure being with you here today. As always, thank you so much for joining us. And remember that you can share this episode with your friends and family. You can subscribe so you can get notifications when the next episode is up. And you can also review the show so you can help us reach more people. Thank you so much. Hope you have a blessed week. Take care. Bye-bye.